0: Hello and welcome to the Mundane Truth Podcast. We are a weekly podcast that sheds light on wrongful convictions, prison news, resources to help prisoners, and so much more. Always remember, the truth, it never changes, and the fight for justice should be eternal. Do you have a business, service, or product that you want to get out to the world? Are you trying to build a new business and need more hands on deck? Tired of the same website or logo and need a new one? If you've answered yes to any of these, we have the solution for you. ELI Solutions is a creative agency that enjoys helping people to grow, develop, and build their million-dollar brand. Contact us today at myelisolutions.org.
1: Hi, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mundane Truth po- Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Shields, and I'm so excited to be here to talk to you all. We have an amazing guest on the show. His name is Paris London. Paris, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yes, how you doing? My name is Paris London. I'm a criminal defense investigator. Wow. And, uh, awesome. Thank you very much for having you having me on the show today.
1: It's not a problem because we have important things to talk about. And then also on the line is Christopher Hall. Mr. Hall, can you introduce yourself?
0: Hello, how are you? My name is Christopher Hall. I was I'm to. i good. Client, how are uh, you? Okay. So.
1: Not a problem. I'm so glad that you could be here tonight. Um, we had an interesting conversation with Mr. Paris, London last night in which he was talking about criminal defense investigators or private investigators and how most of the time people get arrested and they think the lawyer does all the work for them. And I was actually on your website, Paris, and I know that you are a very strong advocate for social justice, and I wanted to touch on that. But first and foremost, I wanted to talk about the Supreme McGriff case, since I know that you're very vocal about that. So I just want to know how you feel about that about him going to
2: prison? Well, well initially, um, initially I feel uh, somewhat bewildered because uh, I had spoken to him prior to him going to trial right after he got arrested. And me and him had a very good dialogue with respect to what direction um, we thought his defense should go in. And... Um, some of the avenues that he needed to travel down in order to secure a not guilty verdict if he went to trial. Um, Of course, Mm -hmm. a plea was not in uh, any of our conversations because, you know, he wanted to fight for his freedom. And one of the things that I do at my agency is we help people fight for their freedom. And, with Mr. McGriff, uh, uh, it, it, I, I, I was somewhat taken aback after I heard that he had gotten uh, convicted because a lot of the things that we discussed and we, what, we, what I did with him was I kind of gave him a roadmap on a lot of key things he needed to do uh, with respect to shedding light on the government's evidence against him and um, Mm -hmm. what direction he should go in um, to fight his case. And as I understand it, and as I found out uh, later on, you know, he had legal problems with these lawyers, and the lawyers didn't, you know, they withheld information from him. He didn't get a chance to review every page of his discovery, and he didn't get a chance to um, have input on his own defense, nor – did he understand that the witnesses that were testifying against him, you know, he none of them had ever been interviewed, none of them had ever been investigated, none of the uh, detectives or law enforcement uh, agencies uh, had never been looked into with respect to what they did with him and where he was and how they apprehended him? And so after I found out he had gotten uh, convicted, you know, I was puzzled because, you know, like I said, we had gave put together a roadmap on what direction he was going in, and then I found out that none of the stuff we talked about um, had came to, to light with respect to his defense and with his defense team.
1: So when you said that none of that came to light, like specifically, are you saying that there was no evidence or he didn't, he didn't, he was not allowed to testify. What do you mean by that? Can you clarify?
2: Well, what I mean by that is the things that me and him talked about should be, should have been done with respect to uh, the defense of his case wasn't done. And his lawyers were ineffective. Right. That's the first issue. The second issue is he wasn't afforded the right to testify on his own behalf. The, another issue was, All of these witnesses came forward, and he never knew the names of them. They never turned over any discovery about these witnesses, and these witnesses got on the stand and said what they said, be it truth or a lie. But when you don't investigate your case and when you don't hire a criminal defense investigator to investigate your case, this is what happens. And I want to make a distinction between a private investigator and a criminal defense investigator. A criminal defense investigator is an investigator that specializes in criminal defense work. A private investigator does insurance work and follow cheating spouses and whatever invest, investigate backgrounds. But a criminal defense investigator specializes in criminal defense investigation. Just to, just to say that.
1: So So if I can understand the criminal defense investigator, and if I'm wrong, you can jump in at any time. So the criminal defense investigator is, in layman's terms, is like administrative work, paperwork. They do like the, the paperwork. But the private investigators, they actually go out into the field, right?
2: No, 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 no. (laughs) Let me explain it to you. A criminal defense investigator is for all. uh, Let me see. I can. How I can say. A criminal defense investigator is uh, just like a DEA agent, FBI agent, or your local law enforcement, except the criminal defense investigator is working for you, as opposed to uh, the government agency investigators that I just named, they're working for the government. So a criminal defense investigator performs the same function as them, But a criminal defense investigator investigates their investigation because oftentimes the government leaves out a lot of the things that they did inside of this investigation. And some of the things that they did can help you. Some of the people that they interview can help you. Some of the people that they have that's witnesses against you don't really know you. So if you have a criminal defense investigator to investigate these issues and to find these witnesses and and to determine, well, why is this confidential informant all of a sudden talking about me and I don't even know him? Like the brother Terrell in um, uh, Mr. McGriff's case. Mr. McGriff didn't know him. So everything that he said, somebody told him to say. And he got on the stand and testified to it. But if Mr. McGriff had a criminal defense investigator, somebody would have investigated that person. Somebody would have found out the identity of the confidential informant. I mean, and it was simple as this. His lawyers was ineffective because they could have filed a motion to disclose the identity of the confidential informant. But they didn't even do that. And then Mr. McGriff was blindsided at trial when this when this gentleman got on there, and mm-hmm. this is what happened. He got convicted.
1: And do you also think that there's a stigma with people not being educated on the system, so this is why they rely on the lawyer to do all the work as opposed to the private investigator?
2: Well, this is the thing. Um, ignorance is no excuse of the law so the fact that you're ignorant to the fact that there's a criminal defense investigator that you can hire or that your lawyer should be working with on your criminal case um, does not excuse the fact um, that you don't know I mean you should know and it's not <clears throat> your lawyer is doing all the work you you know you for instance if you know you got to have an operation, You know off the top of your head three things. There's going to be a surgeon. There's going to be an anesthesiologist to give you some pain medication. There's going to be a nurse. You know about those three things. So if you have a criminal case and you hire a lawyer, you have to know that you need a criminal defense investigator because lawyers don't investigate. A lawyer's job is to talk to the judge, talk to the jury, cross-examine witnesses, file motions. That's what his job is, and he's really not doing his job unless he's in the courtroom. So outside of the courtroom, if the lawyer have a criminal case and he doesn't retain the services of a criminal defense investigator, the only thing he has to talk about is what law enforcement has given him to talk about because he hasn't done his own independent investigation of the facts.
1: Yes, and just to raise some awareness, you're not downshaping <laughs> attorneys in any type of way by saying that they just do. Oh so no 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 not at all like not the, not at all. Right. Not I at
2: mean, all. I'm not I'm not, I'm not talking down on attorneys at all. I'm just explaining right. that if you get arrested, you need a team of professionals that consists of a criminal defense lawyer and a criminal defense investigator.
1: I guess it's a surgery analogy. You know, like you say you you need an anesthesiologist, you need the nurse, you need the surgeon. You're absolutely correct. And let me ask you this. uh, Go more into your relationship with Supreme McGriff, because that's what everybody wants to know about. How do you know him? And how did that help you in assisting him with your work as a private investigator, being that you guys had a relationship formally?
2: Uh, A very good friend of mine. Um, I'm from Washington, D.C., and a very good friend of mine uh, knew Supreme. And when Supreme first got arrested, I didn't know Supreme before he got arrested. Uh, I heard of him, but I didn't know him. Um, When he got arrested, uh, a friend of mine called me and asked me if I could go see him. So I went and seen him, and I said, you know, this gentleman asked me to come see you, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's my man. I know him from D.C., and I said, well, look, man, this is who I am, this is what I do. So after, you know, we had a conversation, and we started talking um, about how, you know, he could be helped and some of the things that I could help him with, we just became friends and close, because he was going through something, and he was sitting in jail, and whenever I went to the jail to see um, other clients, I would pull him out. Um, so I could talk to him to see, you know, what the progress was with respect to his case and what was going on, and what you know, trying to help him out a little bit so he could at least have a command on his defense and what direction his defense was going in.
1: Okay, well, let me ask you this: because people who do research would say that he was convicted for several murder for hire. So, what do you say, the person that says? He was righteously sent to prison, and what do you as a private investigator, what do you say to that? Are you still open to assisting somebody who has that record?
2: Listen, my job is not to be God. I can't judge you. And the fact that somebody is saying that you did this or you did that, that's not my concern. My concern is if your constitutional rights are being violated during the process that this government is taking you to trial. That's what my concern is. And I'm going to fight for your freedom. That's what I do. So the fact Good that so someone may pass. say he, he did some murder for hires, I mean, you know, has, has that been proven? And just because he got convicted, does that mean that he did it? How many people get, is wrongfully convicted? I mean, there's people that spend been 30, 40, 50 years in prison, and then all of a sudden, oh, he didn't do it.
1: And I'm so going how to can you that write a- we Right. I'm glad you made that point because we at Monday Truth, we actually advocate for people who have been sent to prison and those wrongfully accused and convicted uh, and, you know, who need a voice. So I'm glad that you mentioned right. that. So, being that you did establish a relationship and you got to know him, what kind of man is he?
2: In my opinion, in my opinion, he's a stand-up guy, and in my opinion, he was really railroaded by the government. And if uh, someone could give him some law, meaning if someone could. Uh, get him back in front of a judge and get his conviction overturned. I really believe that if he went back to trial, that he would be acquitted.
1: And do you see that happening in the near future?
2: I mean, I don't know what, um, you know, what he's doing with respect uh, to his post-conviction, what his post-conviction status is or his appellate status is right now. So I don't know. I can't say, I can't speak on that because I don't know. But I hope, uh, you know, that it would happen.
1: That it would be acquitted. So you're saying, because what I'm hearing is, you know, also it's the things that I see because my father was involved in politics and he worked with a lot of attorneys, are that people – I just wanted to ask you, because this is what brings me to the next question. Do you think that racism, a big part to play with that? Like people being wrongfully accused and by saying – oh, he's a black man, and people saying, okay, a black man had to do this. Do you think that racism is a factor?
2: Yes, racism is a factor because uh, uh, the majority of the agents that's investigating these drug cases are Caucasian. And they're upset because they work hard and they don't understand how somebody can drive a $150,000 car when they don't have one. And whether you made the money legitimately or whether they believe you are a drug dealer or not, they're going to convict you. The same issue with um, the police officers killing black people. It's the same issue. They don't, listen, they're going to pull their gun out and pull the trigger. They don't think one second. And it's just like if it was a white man, and, and how many white people do you hear in drug conspiracy cases? Not a lot. Not Mexican. Right. Not Mexican. White.
1: Yep. And people fail to mention that. Right. So as a black man, has it been hard for you to do these types of investigations? People telling you that basically you have no business or no, or trying to downgrade your expertise on this. Um, uh,
2: so You know the For
1: agency- black men, you as a black man, have you faced like any type of um like racism in your career.
2: Uh not necessarily. I mean you know the 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 issue is this. It's the best defense and the best story in court is gonna win. So the government is gonna tell their story and your defense mm-hmm. lawyer is going to tell his story and the agent's going to get on the stand to try to solidify what the government's position Mm -hmm. is, and we're going to provide witnesses on the defense side to do the same thing. So you don't really experience racism uh, uh, in that juncture. However, you do have uh, racist prosecutors. Yes. FBI and DEA agents, and they go above and beyond to do whatever they can do to get a conviction. They fabricate Absolutely. evidence. I mean, they uh, induce perjured testimony. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had cases. I, I can name case after case that I've had where, you know, so much wrong has been done.
1: Absolutely. And then even with that, it's like they... They fail to to face the truth because they want to go with the opposition side of, oh, you know, he's white. You know, what can we do? We're going to prosecute this black man. So that brings me to the next question because you already talked about how the government lies, but I want you to further talk to everybody about how they lie and how they'll use false testimony to gain conviction.
2: Okay. Let me give an example. I had a case in uh, Ohio. My client was facing life in prison. While he was locked up on a drug conspiracy case, um, they then charged him with a murder. While he was locked up and I was investigating his case, I found out that all of the information uh, that the DEA had on my client came from their confidential informant. Their confidential informant got his cousin, meaning the confidential informant's cousin, to impersonate my client on the wiretap. So every time that um, the government alleged my client was selling drugs, it was the confidential informant's cousin talking to the confidential informant and the DEA would give them drugs would give the confidential informant money he would go to his cousin who was impersonating my client to get and and uh uh he would give the money to his cousin and his cousin would give him and then he would go back and get the fake drugs to the DEA so and i did uncovered you ever this speak scheme on that? huh
1: did you ever speak on that did you ever say anything about how it was illegal to impersonate because I- <laughs> He was impersonating somebody else, and then he was working. He was doing dirty work with the DA. So, did you ever say anything? Right. About so, that? I
2: mean, of course, we exposed all of this in open court, in federal court, in um, Cincinnati, what Ohio. We, what was the result? Yes. Well, the result for my client decided to take a plea for three years, and he took a, a plea for three years for the drug conspiracy and murder. And wow. as a matter of fact, he'll he'll be out in December this year because he already okay. had like a year and a half in.
1: And how is he feeling right now? Being that... and righteous.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, he's feeling okay.
2: Really okay. Good. So he's ready for the
1: world. Yeah, we would really oh, love like yeah. to have him oh, on yeah. the podcast oh, yeah. because I would love to I would love to talk to him about that.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know if uh, Mr. Hall is still on here, but Mr. Hall had a very interesting case also.
1: Okay, I don't think Mr. Hall is to... on.
2: Oh, okay. He must have got
1: off. A... Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry about that. But whenever he comes on, we'll make sure to put him in because he's a, he has a very interesting case, too. So I wanted to talk to you about, like, educational platforms, right, educating people about private investigations. And I would also like to know more about your company and your career as a private investigator. So I went on your website and, uh, this is why I said that I was very impressed with you. So you have an amazing company with an amazing team. They're very strategic, very professional. So I wanted you to talk more about my PI and what is it about?
2: Okay. My website is mypi.agency. And essentially, um, what we do is we do criminal defense investigation all over the United States. Um, We work on cases. Um, We try to help whomever we can um, with respect to the criminal case that they're charged with, and we try to go uh, above and beyond to try to help all of our clients. Um, I've been a a criminal defense investigator for the last 25 years. Uh, Coincidentally, I don't know if you guys know this name, But coincidentally, a friend of mine that I grew up with got locked up in Washington, D.C. His name was Rachel Edman, And I became his investigator when I started doing investigations. And from his case, I've just been uh, working on cases all over the United States. I was the um, lead investigator on the Cocaine Cowboys case out of uh, Miami. Wow! They made a Netflix series about that uh, recently. Um, I was also, uh, the latest case i worked on uh, was uh, uh, Antonio Hernandez. He is the brother Mm. of the president of Honduras. He was charged in federal court with uh, importing uh, like 500 pounds of cocaine into the United States. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if you know anything about politics, you know, the, the government is trying to go after his brother now. And uh, the same witnesses that testified mm-hmm. on him um, is saying that his brother was a drug dealer also who was the president. And they're trying to extradite, lock the president up of, of Honduras and extradite him to the United States and charge him.
1: Okay. Do you have, like, a – I wanted to talk a lot about, like, the services you provide. So being that, you know, these individuals, your clients, they're really in need of the investigators that you charge for your services, how do you work with them?
2: Uh, well, the first thing that I do is I go see them, and then um, I put together an investigative plan. So because without an investigative plan, you'll be all over the place trying to figure out what to do with the investigation. But uh, depending right. upon the type of crime that you're charged with, I'll sit down with you and listen to, you know, what the evidence is and how law enforcement found probable cause to arrest you and how you became a target of the government. And then we'll put together an investigative plan of, of what I feel like we need to do with the to investigation of your case. And then um, if anything arises um, after we put this plan together, then we'll put that on our list. And so um, at any given time, you would know where the investigation is because we have this investigative plan. And every time we perform an investigative task, we'll mark that task off and go to the next one. So, it, so you know, it, it's like a check and balance system. So you'll know exactly, you know, what's been done on your and how much more investigation has to be done, you know, and where you are with respect to going to trial if you decide to go to trial. Also, um, you should always hire a criminal defense investigator because when you do a preliminary investigation, you can also have some ammunition to negotiate a plea with uh, with the government right. if you decide to take a plea. Because, you know, the government is going to say we have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But okay. um, that doesn't mean that they have it. And if you do some preliminary investigation, and you can say, well, yeah, you got A and B, but C, D, and E, you don't have. So if my client wants exactly. to take the plea, come on, come down on this number.
1: Yeah, so the criminal, the criminal investigator and the public investigator, they do go hand in hand. The private investigator, they do go hand in hand. They work together. I like how you said that you do need the the criminal investigator. You so I want us to keep, talk about also. Yes, go on.
2: You keep saying private investigator and criminal investigator. There's a distinction between private investigation and criminal defense investigation. A private investigator.
1: to me, right?
2: Oh, okay. Okay. I just wanted to say because you keep saying, yeah. I have to yeah, go
1: ahead. Right. Yeah, because when, uh, parents, when you are on a platform such as this and you're educating people, it's okay if people don't understand initially. And this is why, you know, you have the mic and you can talk about these things so that you could further educate people. Because, again, not everybody is educated on social justice and not everybody is educated on the system. This may be their first time hearing Absolutely. about anything like this. Right? Absolutely. So I also wanted to know where you – I wanted you to talk about some social platforms that you're on, like maybe Facebook or Instagram if somebody wanted to reach you. And then toward the end of the show, I'm also going to touch base on the platforms so that people can write it down and go back. And if they wanted to contact you, you just never know. I believe in fate, right? So I wanted to talk to you about the networks that you were on and a little bit more about your website.
2: Okay, uh, you can reach me on any social media network at mypi.agency. That's my name on all social media networks.
1: Mypi.agency, okay? Yes. Very good.
0: We believe that everyone has at least one good book in them. You are the author of your own life. If you have written or written a book and need assistance with self-publishing by editing, formatting, or even a book cover design, we can help. We can also assist with ghostwriting, writing classes, and more. Contact us today at anotherchancemedia.org.
1: So we have a little bit more time left, and I just wanted to talk just a tad bit more about the McGriff case and his status right now how he's doing emotionally mentally if you could take a base on that uh
2: i think that uh he's he's, he's feeling very upbeat because uh, he has a team of professionals that's helping him together uh some dynamic documents that they're going to file on behalf uh of his case and that <clears throat> i think that um hopefully he'll be getting uh some good results from some of the uh, documents that's being filed on this case by his intent.
0: Wow,
1: that is amazing. And is there anything else that you wanted to touch base on? Maybe talk about any other clients that you have? Have you worked with any celebrities? Aside from the president of Honduras, I know that you have a, <laughs> a lot of experience, years of, over 25 years of experience.
2: Um, I have worked have with a lot of that celebrities. Been. I got a call. Yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm gonna say this and then, and then I'm gonna let you go. I got a call from somebody in R. Kelly's camp when he first got arrested. And the person that called me, he got arrested also, and he was a manager. I can't recall his name right now. Thought um, so he was calling me about R. Kelly because I had a you know a, I I had a dynamic defense put together in my mind for R. Kelly, but uh he got convicted. So hey, I didn't R. Work Kelly on
1: it. is a hot topic.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't work on his case though. Um uh, it, it 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 it's it's just alarming to me how all of these people are pointing the finger at uh R. Kelly and what he allegedly did, but nobody is focusing on where was these parents at? How can how oh. can your daughter not go to school and how can your daughter uh, allegedly be locked in this room, and you don't know where your child is, and you don't get charged with neglect?
1: Well, I I don't necessarily agree with you on that because I feel like you still have to be the adult. You know, he was the adult, and I believe he used his no, power. No, 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 no. I day. do. I'm
2: I'm not saying I'm not saying he did or didn't do anything. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be where he is. I'm just saying the parents of these children, nobody has came forward and said anything about none of that. And that's just puzzling to me. That's all. As yeah, an that, investigator, that's that a lot puzzling of sense. To me.
1: But earlier you just mentioned that there was no evidence against them. So you made it seem like everybody was just attacking R. Kelly for these things.
2: No, I didn't, I didn't say there was no evidence. I mean, I'm, I don't know what the evidence was. I mean, I'm sure I didn't even see the uh, R. Kelly special with all of the people saying whatever they said. Um, and I don't know what the evidence was. I kind of, like, don't look at a lot of stuff uh, in the news because the news always skews your perception with respect to what reality is because they're making money, you know, selling papers and putting on broadcasts. But I don't know anything so about strategy? his case.
1: Okay. Go ahead. You don't have okay. case. Okay, so let me ask you this: So, what is your strategy for working with somebody like R. Kelly?
2: I mean, I don't know. Well, the, the first thing I will need to do is sit down and talk to him, because I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know anything. I mean, that, that's what that's what my investigative plan is for. I have to sit down and talk to you to find out what direction we need to go in to try to help you. And absent doing that, you know, I can't can't give you an assessment of what you should or shouldn't do because I don't know any of the intricacies about your case. Only you do because this is your life. So you know what you did. You know what you didn't do. You know what the government is fabricating. You know what the agents are lying about. You know everything. You know if the confidential informant is telling the truth and you know what the lies are. So once you sit down and explain to me...
1: Right. Uh So you as a private investigator, how do you get that evidence, though? Because you keep mentioning, you know, you have to find out about the case and you don't know anything about the case. So how do you, again, so what is your strategy? What strategies do you use to get all the evidence to help him?
2: Well, once I sit down and talk to him uh, and find out what direction we need to go in to help him, then I start investigating. I'm an investigator. I mean, I find evidence. I find witnesses. I find documents to back up your side of the story. You know, I look into, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't understand this about criminal cases, but if law enforcement did their job right, you wouldn't have to go to trial. You wouldn't, they wouldn't have to use confidential informants. Because if they did their job right, They would have you red-handed. But oftentimes, the agents, which are human just like us, they make mistakes. The agents, they fabricate information. The agents are disingenuous in their reports, mainly because they're mad because you're doing whatever you're doing and they can't catch So oftentimes a lot of people will get locked up for stuff that they don't do. And the agents will lock you up and make you fight your way out of this case when they already know that you don't have nothing to do with it, but they can't lock you up for what you do because you do it so well that they can't catch you. So, for instance, if you're a drug dealer, they're going to lock you up for a murder. When you know you ain't killed nobody and they know you didn't do it, but you off the street in their eyes. And then use that drug money that you're making to fight for your freedom. And then sometimes you get convicted, sometimes you don't. It all depends on, wow. you know, what, uh, how well they put their case together. I mean, and you, and right. and you, you me can use the do. OJ case as right. an example. Oh, yeah. You know, whether they did it or whether he didn't do it is not the issue. The issue is mark firm from that stand and lie. And when you lie right. in front of the jury and you get caught, you get acquitted. And if they did their job the right way, he would have got a conviction. It's as
1: simple as that. So let me ask you, because I know that people spend thousands on a criminal defense investigator. So before they talk to Paris London or anybody else who can help them, what should they know before they hire you or anybody else to assist them with their cases?
2: The first thing that they should do is they should not hire a lawyer until they meet that lawyer's investigator because the investigator is going to have the most interaction with the client. Believe it or not, lawyers don't like to go to the jail. So when you, before you hire a lawyer, if you're in jail and you call him and you got a case, he's going to run over to the jail, he's going to come see you a couple of times until he get that money and he gonna sell his stuff, But after you pay him, he ain't gonna be going to the jail. Your family gonna be calling him and he gonna be in uh, court, you ain't gonna be able to get in touch with him, you're gonna be talking to his secretary, he in court, he in trial, and you're gonna be sitting there wondering if you made the right decision. But if you Right, it's a mess meet Right. But if you meet the lawyer's investigator and you can uh get a good sense of that he's gonna help you, and you hire that lawyer. Whenever you need something, you can call the investigator. You ain't gotta call a lawyer. The lawyer, the investigator, can come to the jail at any time. If you got an issue, yeah, I need to talk to you. Run to the jail to see him. All right, I'll tell your lawyer. Then I can come back tomorrow and tell you the answer if if I need to, to whatever you know what your issue was. But lawyers Amazing. that don't have investigators. They are practicing, and, you know, some lawyers think that they don't need no investigator. I don't know why, but some lawyers do. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, you can't uh, uh, present an effective representation of a criminal client if you don't do an independent investigation of the facts. Because if you don't do an investigation, then the only thing you have have to work on is what? Law enforcement is saying, and they found probable cause to arrest their client. So how is that going to help your client? That's not going to help your client at
1: all. Absolutely. So I also wanted to ask you, because uh, we're getting to uh, wrap things up, and Terrence, you've been amazing, and you've really taught me a lot. So I wanted to know, are you having, like, any internships at mypi.agency or any people or – specifically young people who want to get into this, who want to work with you, if they called you and said, hey, I really like your agency, I want to work with you, what, what do you say to them? Do they need, like, a certain level of education? Or So I want you to talk about that, expound.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> I, I can't say yes, they do, and I can't say no, they don't. Um, you have to have a good grasp of the law. If you're like I'm a paralegal um and I was a paralegal before I started doing investigation, but you have to have a good concept of the law in order to be an investigator because you have to know what you can and what you can't do as an investigator the other uh the other thing is is um um if someone needed wanted to be an intern and wanted to learn, I would have no problem helping them at all none at all. But um you don't really necessarily need a degree but to be good if you had one. But if you don't, um a lot of people that don't have degrees learn quicker and faster than people that do.
1: You think so, really? So Yeah, because because,
2: my, because let me give an example.
1: My experience if you Yeah,
2: go on. Go ahead. Okay, if you if you've worked um, in a field uh, well I can only uh, let me let me just use uh investigation as, a, as an example if you worked as an investigator um doing insurance uh, defense work and insurance defense work is surveillance and catching people that was in an accident lifting stuff up when they saying they back hurt and all of this you know taking videos and taking pictures of them and all of that right. if you worked Right. If you did that and then you wanted to segue over to um, criminal defense work, you have in your mind how you operate when you do that. And that's just like if you had a degree, you were taught in a book how to do this job. But how to do this job being taught and how to do this job hands-on is totally different totally different so I mean
1: yes absolutely so what I wanted to mention and you know you can you can say anything um, you could touch base on this too but what I've learned about a lot of interns people without people who don't have a lot of college education or some college or people who don't have these degrees which is why I touched on this because it may be a lot of people contacting you is that these are people without degrees who have built companies you know, people who have done amazing things, and they didn't necessarily need that, but they get educated on the job at the same time. Do you agree with that?
2: I agree with that, but, you know, in order to do this, you have to have a passion to do it.
1: Absolutely. just to and let,
2: let
1: me you ask know you. this. Oh, go ahead. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to know. What is the range of what you normally charge, and are you paid by the law firm or the client?
2: Uh, Both. I'm paid by the law firm if a law firm hires me, and I'm paid by the client if a client hires me. I can't necessarily give you a price because my prices go by what I have to do with investigation. So, I mean, I, I I can't. For instance, if you called me today and said I have a drug conspiracy case, I can't give you a price because I don't know what I have to do. I don't know if there was, buy, if it was a supply bus operation. I don't know if there's confidential informants. I don't know if there's a wiretap. I don't know anything about your case. So what I right. generally do so. is I charge you a fee to come see you. And then when I sit down yeah. and talk to you, um, the fee that I charge you to come see you will come off of the price that <laughs> so decide to hire you.
1: Yeah. Okay, awesome. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Natalie Shields. I'm your co-host with Mundane Truth. You can contact Mr. Paris London. He's all over the Internet, and his website is mypi.agency. He has been great. Paris, I wanted to thank you for your time. You have uh, reached a multitude of people with this information to let you all know that we are a weekly podcast that sheds light on wrongful conditions, prison news, resources to help prisoners, and so much more. Always remember, the truth never changes, and the fight for justice should be eternal. Thank you. This has been Natalie again All right. Mundane Truth. And we hope to have yeah, this Thank you for listening to the
0: Mundane Truth Podcast. This podcast has been produced by the Kenneth Supreme McGriff Support Team subscribe for updates and information on our website at TheMundaneTruth.com